I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the odds making oscillator, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, we need to have a conversation with Woj right now. Oh, no. If I, if Intervention? We a, if we get a Woj bomb, I don't care about Monty Morris. I There's two things we're all waiting on right now. <laughs> are, are you one of those Twitter trolls that goes, please announce James Harden to the Nets like, every no, time saying, he tweets about anything? Okay, let's just say. That's what, always what the ha- first five responses to him. What happens first? A Woj bomb about Giannis's extension or Ooh. Harden trade? That's what we're all waiting for right now. One of those two things, right? For Mavs fans' sakes, I would rather the Harden thing come first so we could laugh and then still hope for Giannis. (laughs) And then cry. No. Um, Not yet. No, no, no. I'm just waiting on both. Every time I see Woj's name, that's what pops up on my phone, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, let's go. It's one of these two (laughs) things. And uh, I'm just waiting for a Harden trade at this point. And, guys, we're just enjoying all of this that's happening in Houston I just keep on going back to Tim McMahon's tweet, uh, was it a few weeks ago, saying, from the Rockets, we're willing to get uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> here well, we are. Well, well. <laughs> here we are. And uh, it's just fun. Yeah. It absolutely is fun from a Mavs fan perspective. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to go through all kinds of different odds. If you're a gambler, this is the podcast for you today, especially for Mavs stuff. We'll talk about Mavericks' odds to win a title, odds to win the Western Conference, odds to win the Southwest Division, even though it doesn't matter anymore, odds for Rick Carlisle to win Coach of the Year, MVP odds, and we'll tell you why Luka is number one. He is, but we'll tell you why he's number one. I, I think most people know that by now. Then we're going to hear from Josh Green and Willie Colley-Stein about their uh, experience so far in training camp. They spoke on Saturday, but we didn't have time to get to it, so we're going to talk about it today. And then we're also going to answer some of your questions. We have so many questions in our five-star Apple Podcast review. It's all backed up, so we're going to answer a bunch of those today. But let's get into the odds. All right, the big one. I think I think this is the big one besides Luka and MVP. Dallas Mavericks win total. This is all from Bet Online, by the way, betonline.ag. Dallas Mavericks win total. 42 and a half. And I had to think about that a little bit because the Mavericks last year was 41 and a half. And so I was like, oh, they only got one win better. But you have to remember, it's a shortened season. So 42 and a half yeah. is the same as 48 and a half in a normal season. So the, you take if you take the over, the Mavericks are like a 49 win team. If you take the under, the Mavericks are, you know, just a slightly above 500 team. So interesting. What do you think about that? That number? Uh, I'll take the over. Yeah, I think I think they hit the fifty win mark. Theoretically, they're not you know they, the whatever. normal fifty. Uh, now, <laughs> now if they did <laughs> in a seventy two game season, that would be amazing. But um, yeah, I'll take I take the over on that. I think everybody takes a step forward. I think Luca is obviously in the MVP conversation all year, and uh, I'm banking on you know KP coming back and sometime in yeah after and all that. 
We forget how bad the map. We kind of block it out of our memories. At least the people that watch the you know Mavs fans, the people that watch all their games. How bad this team was in the regular season during the clutch, right? We look at you know yeah. the playoffs and how the Mavericks were able to come up big in the clutch. But if this team is just slightly better in the clutch, that's what five more wins. I mean, seriously, that's how bad they were in the clutch last year. And so. I think they get better in that area because they'll improve their defense. Luca will take another step forward. They're, you know, the chemistry between him, he and KP will be on another level be, than it was last year. So they should be better in the clutch this year. Everybody taking it, you know, a step forward a year, a year forward, improving on the defense. Hopefully, I think that will will be big for them. And so, forty eight and a half. If in an 82 game season, I have to keep thinking about it in an 82 game season because I can't wrap my mind yes, around 72 too, yeah. yet. But forty eight and a half is. That's pretty high, but I, I think I would take the over, too. Especially on this pod, you guys know if you listen every day, you know that we, we trend optimistic. Uh, maybe not as optimistic as some out there on Mavs Twitter, but definitely you know more optimistic. So I'll take that. I'll definitely take the, the over on that. Okay, teams with more. Let's see if you disagree with any of these. So teams that have a higher you know win total over under, according to Bet Online. Celtics, 44.5. Nuggets, 43 and a half. So the Ma- the Nuggets are one game better than yeah, the tell Mavericks. Me the West, tell me the West teams. Uh, Clippers, 46 and a half. So they're four games better. Not super surprised about that one. Lakers, 47 and a half. That one's obviously you know, obvious, but they also Lakers numbers get inflated because they, they get a ton of action, right? Like a ton of people bet on them. And so they inflate their numbers or change them and all that kind of stuff. Uh the, that's all the that's all the West teams: Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. That, all the West. The other teams that are up there: Heat, forty three and a half; Bucks, fifty and a half; Seventy Sixers, forty three and a half; and Raptors, forty three and a half. The Jazz have the exact same as the Mavericks at forty two and a half, so they're the exact same. So the only teams that are at the Mavs level or better, according to Bet Online, is the Jazz right there with them. Nuggets a game better. Clippers they're four games better, and the Lakers are five games better, according to this. Mm. It's pretty wild. I'd like to know what are those Blazers odds. I'd like the to Blazers are the... under. They're at forty and a half. Ooh, there are no odds gotcha. for Houston right now. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, pretty I think smart. That, that Portland one, but no, I, I mean it, it. It's telling that. I mean, according to you know, you know this side, it's saying hey, a top four, top four seed. I mean, I think that would be the most ideal thing, right? That, that you could go into the playoffs with uh, with home court advantage and. It's not unrealistic to uh, think about that. Absolutely. Odds to win the title. Let's go to that one. That one's kind of a big one. Number one, the Lakers at plus 275. The Bucks are second at plus 600. That's a huge gap right there. That's a, wow. a massive gap. Then you have the uh, Nets at plus 650. The Clippers at plus 650. So you have basically, if you're going with your Isaac's tiers, Lakers by far the number one. Then you have Bucks, Nets, and Clippers all essentially tied for this, you know, that second tier. And then it drops completely. So Clippers are number four at plus six fifty. Celtics plus sixteen hundred. Wow. <laughs> it's like almost a thousand points different <laughs> to the Celtics. So then it's Celtics, Heat are kind of in that next one. They're at plus eighteen hundred. And then the Mavericks at plus two thousand. They are tied with the Nuggets and the Sixers. They're all plus two thousand. The Warriors are plus two thousand two hundred. So I guess you can kind of throw them in that tier too. Um, and maybe with the Celtics and the Heat as well. So that's their tier to win the title. I mean, that's that's pretty high up there. They are taking Rockets title odds. That's plus 4,000, by the way. <laughs> they are also taking Those Knicks are- title odds at plus 50,000. So just for just some perspective, that's the lowest one. It's tied with the Pistons and the Cavs. 
I mean, if you want to look at it from the angle, look at it from this way. It's like, all right, look at the MVP, you know, favorites, whatever that we'll talk about in just a second, and look at their teams in these odds. And if like, hey, if you're gonna take a shot at a team outside of those top two tiers, as saying, all right, I'm gonna, you know, put some money down on a team. I'm going to go with a team that has an MVP candidate in Luka Doncic that, you know, you got the Lakers guys up at the top. You have Giannis with the Bucks, And I mean, if you want to say Kawhi plays majority of the year like these, I, I think Jokic should be considered in the MVP conversation this year, too. But, um, man, those are some nice odds for uh, for Dallas. That's interesting. Spare, That's spare those money. title odds, right? I mean, those are pretty good odds considering the Lakers are plus 275. Mavericks are plus 2000. Yeah, crazy. Uh, odds to win the co- the Western Conference. If uh, the Mavericks are fully healthy entering the playoffs, it's those odds that will not be the same. Ooh, can you gonna bet on that? <laughs> odds <laughs> to win the Western what? Conference: Lakers number one, Clippers number two, Mavericks and Nuggets tied. Warriors slightly under them. Suns, then the Jazz. The Suns and the Jazz are tied, so they have the. <laughs> They have the same win total over under for the Mavericks and the Jazz, but the Jazz are way lower on the odds to win the conference. So that's kind of interesting. So basically, they think that they that the I I interpret this as they think that the Mavericks and the Jazz have the same floor, but they have different ceilings. Yeah, which yeah. we also think that uh, that was interesting. Odds to win the Southwest Division. <laughs> Who cares about divisions anymore? But it still exists. Mavericks at minus eight, uh, one minus hundred and eighty. So basically, you have to you have to bet one hundred and eighty dollars to win a uh, hundred dollars, which is not great. Mm. If the with the Rockets, if you bet a hundred dollars, you win three hundred twenty five dollars. They're plus three twenty five. So uh, then the Pelicans are plus seven fifty. Grizzlies plus fourteen hundred. That one's really low. And then the Spurs wow. plus. Plus two thousand five hundred. They're really low on the Spurs, but yeah, the Mavericks. That Rockets one's going down, right? Like, there's no That's way. That's crazy. They, they put they Memphis that low. I mean, I, I I would put Memphis at number two in our division. Ahead, of, I would put them ahead of the probably the Rockets. Now it depends on what happens with James Harden, but the yeah. Pelicans. I think I would put the Grizzlies ahead of the Pelicans. They were last year. Yeah, I, would. I do think Memphis takes a step back, a little step, but I don't think they like plummet either. But, right. Yeah. And they're they're pretty close those two teams. Um, Coach of the year, Steve Nash, number one, plus eight hundred. Wow. Ty Lue, number two, plus nine hundred. Spolstra and Monty Williams tied for number three, plus one thousand. And then Rick Carlisle, Brad Stevens, and Frank Vogel all tied at plus twelve hundred. So that's all pretty close there. Uh, which one? Do you, which one sticks out to you? I think Monty Williams is the one that really sticks out to me. Yeah, just look. Who won it last year? Was it Billy Donovan? With OKC or was it Bud with Milwaukee? It's just I feel like normally you see it go to a team, kind of like MVP go, like goes forget. to a team uh, in like the top four somewhere. I mean, I think you could sleep on Rick Carlisle on this because if the Mavericks do, you know, stay um, pretty healthy and they finish top four in the Western Conference, they have the potential to surprise the people record-wise. And um, who's nurse very well. Nurse. Oh, okay, that's what it was, Nurse and Toronto. So, I mean, they were a top two seed in, in the Eastern Conference. So, um, yeah, I would, I would lean towards somebody that's going to finish towards the top of their conference. Yeah, that's usually who it goes to. All right, coming up, let's get into MVP odds. Why Luka Doncic is the favorite for MVP and should remain favorite for MVP. Mm-hmm. We'll also uh, get into some of your questions. Talk about Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, all that. We'll talk about that coming up.
But before we do, do not skip ahead. This is a brand new sponsor of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditation for you. Everyone gets overwhelmed by something. There's something that gets you, and Headspace has the exact stuff for you. Me, I have a hard time going to sleep. My entire life, I've had to sit and, you know, sometimes for an hour, I'll just lay there and I can't fall asleep. Headspace has the exact thing that helps me fall right to sleep with their guided meditations and they help you go to sleep right away. It's, It's incredible how it works. You deserve to feel better and to feel happier. Headspace is the meditation app made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Go try it. See if it works for you. It may it may absolutely change your life if you deal with anxiety, if you deal with you know scatteredness, if you deal with sleep problems like me. This is the best deal offer right now. Go to headspace.com slash NBA today. All right, Isaac, let's get into the MVP odds. According, This is all according to betonline.ag. Luka Doncic, number one, most valuable player. His odds are, man, it's wild. Luka, plus 325. He's the number one. Giannis is plus 500. So he's a pretty decent gap between the two of them. Curry is number three at plus 800. I think Warriors are going to get some inflation too, you know, along with the Lakers stuff. Uh, Anthony Davis, plus plus 900 LeBron plus 900 I wouldn't want I don't think I'd want any part in both of those guys especially this season Harden plus 1200 he's tied with Lillard that's those are terrible odds Kevin Durant is plus 1200 Kawhi Leonard plus 1600 and then the guy you mentioned earlier Jokic plus 1600 if Luka is plus 325 and Jokic is plus 1600 I I might put some money down on Jokic I mean, yeah. You put a hundred dollars down you, for Luca, and he wins. You win three twenty five. If you put a hundred dollars down for Jokic, and he wins, you win sixteen hundred bucks. What's Lillard at? Lillard is plus twelve hundred. Okay. Yeah, Jokic and Lillard are two I'm looking at. I mean, if you just look across the map in that MVP thing, um, this is so 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 early. But you look at history of the chances of a guy going three peating when it comes to MVP. I think there will be some voter fatigue when it comes to Giannis winning that award. I think Giannis will put up another insane year stats-wise, and Bucks will be towards the top of the Eastern Conference. But will will people give Giannis? I think that would be the debate. Will people give Giannis that award again with crazy numbers, and it be the third year in a row at the top of the East, or will they give it to somebody like Luca, who's like maybe a top four, top five team in the West? That I think that will be. I think it'll be Luka versus Giannis a lot of the year MVP race. But I'm also looking at Jokic and Damian Lillard to where I think both of them have the chance, especially Lillard. They have the chance to be like a top three, top four seed and Lillard be the overwhelming stat favorite on that team, averaging 30 a game, stuff like that. So uh, I'm looking at both those guys. Because like the Lakers guys are probably going to cancel each other out. Yep. Same goes with the Nets guys. Um yeah. I don't so, know if they cancel each other out as much as the Lakers guys. But Durant Dur- com- Durant coming back from his uh, injury. Okay. I was well, I was sorry had like You already put hard enough up there. I did. You I already- did. <laughs> <laughs> so, My bad. Yes. Yes. Durant <laughs> is definitely yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but. so the reason why Lucas should be number 1, you look down the list, right? Isaac just made all the cases. Giannis, they're going to have some voter fatigue, right? And 
It's kind of like, show me what you can do in the playoffs. That's his narrative now. His narrative is not yeah. do what you can do in the regular season. We've seen that already. Curry, it's just, it, I think the odds are just too insurmountable for him to get a team good enough to be up there, right? I just. But if he, but if they are up there, he'll get. It's going to be because of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron and Davis, those are the next two guys. Those guys will cancel each other out and probably rest a bunch of games. Harden is. There's no. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine M- MVP of little baby's birthday. Lillard Co- next. Lillard is the one that that scares you for sure. But you wonder if that team's good enough. Durant coming back from the Achilles. You're, you're really. I'm, I'm nervous about that guy. And then. Leonard, does he care enough about the regular season? He's going to have injury stuff and doesn't seem like he goes all out. And then Jokic is another one that you're concerned about too, but you can see some regression there from the the Nuggets. You can say the same for the Mavericks as far as regression, but yeah. Yeah. I think Lucas Lucas should be number one, and that's where he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's who who I'd put money down if if I could. All right, let's get to some of some of our listener questions. If you guys want to get a question on the podcast, Submit a five-star Apple Podcast review. We're on our way to 1,000. I think we're like at 550, so we need the rest of you guys to step up. 450 of you need to step up. This one is from SportsLover19. Just started listening to Matt, Lockdown Mavs right after NBA shutdown for COVID back in March, and ever since then it's become part of my daily routine. Appreciate all you guys that make oh, it part of your you. daily routine. You're not really in the Raccoon Squad unless it's a part of your daily routine, unless you know you listen to us every single day and hang out with us every single day. That's real Raccoon Squad. I might I might shoot out a tweet tomorrow and be like, hey, take a picture of where you listen to Lockdown Mavs every day. Oh, that's a Whether great. it's in your car or like working out. Some people say, like talk about like working out and listen to... So, yeah, I might so do that tomorrow. follow Lockdown Mavs, and uh, we'll have that tweet for you, uh, either on Isaacs or, or Lockdown Mavs, and, and drop where you listen to it. Uh, he says good things about us, blah, blah, blah. Says we're by far the best as far as podcasts. Appreciate that. Here's right, the question. Out of, all, out of all the new Mavs players drafted or traded for, who do you think will have the biggest impact for the Mavs this season? I mean, I think I want to do the cop-out, but I'll, I mean, it's Josh Richardson, right? I mean, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be, if he had to pick a Guaranteed to start by Carlisle now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you had to pick a third guy right now, it's going to be him, especially with even KP, you know, missing some time at the beginning. He's probably going to be asked to, you know, score a little bit uh, more than what he did in Philly. So um, of the new guys, I'm, I'm going with Josh Richardson. And yeah, that's pretty easy answer for me. Yeah, Josh Richardson, I think, of the new additions. However, there is a case to be made by James Johnson. As far as impact, you're not talking about on-court impact. Yeah, but, sure. You know, we, we made the case yesterday about why James Johnson's been so impactful. We've heard it from all these guys during training camp. You've heard, you know, Tyler Bay mentioned jo- James Johnson. You've heard, uh, who was the first guy? It was some Trey Burke. Trey Burke was the first guy that, that mentioned him and said really good things about him and what he's been doing in you know, training camp. So he could be a guy, especially if the Mavericks defense starts trending upwards. They get into the top 10 defensively, and we're like, culture change you know like james johnson came in and changed the culture of the defense i mean that could, that's a big impact right there um all right next question this is from uh srk underscore king this is i think this he sent this question before the chris paul trade so maybe put that in in your mind but like i don't want to just do this in a vacuum would the suns do will the suns and the sixers do ben simmons for devin booker straight up who would say no so just in a vacuum who would say no phoenix Phoenix Pretty would say quick. no right now. You think Devin think Booker's say- better than Ben Simmons? Yeah, yeah. You're so down on Ben Simmons, though. I'm I'm not that down. I'm I'm a believer in him if somebody builds a system around him. But 
I if I had to pick one of the two to build around, I'm picking Devin Booker ten out of ten times because, you, like, you look at the top guys at the top of the game right now. You got to have somebody who can go get a bucket, and I can get that. And Devin Booker can drop forty. I don't know if Ben Simmons is dropping forty unless he's just having a layup line. Yeah, I yeah if it yeah if if I'm not doing this in a vacuum, you know, it, it really matters the fit and all that. Uh, yeah, I think I would rather build a team around Devin Booker because, yeah, I don't know. We've only seen Ben Simmons with Joel Embiid, though. I guess we've seen him without Joel Embiid when he's not injured, and it's, those teams are kind of fun. But. Well, we're also talking about Phoenix too, because if you if you get down, I mean, if you get Ben Simmons, then it's like, well, what the crap you do with DeAndre Ayton? Right. Can it, is it the Embiid thing? All and over now again? Chris Paul. So I would definitely just keep Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're pro Booker. We're definitely pro Booker. Yeah, yeah. I like for Booker. sure. Uh, all right, this is one of my favorite questions. Um, this is a question from C.G. Smalls. He says, uh, question, if the Mavs made trade for Oladipo, blah, 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 talks about Giannis, blah, 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 blah. Then he says, also, this is n- November 7th, so way before the draft, 11 days before the draft happened. He said, what would you guys think of getting Tyrell Terry at 18 to be our next Jason Terry and then Tyler Bay at 31? Almost, he was so close. He nailed it. But this question, obviously, we'd be we'd be cool with that draft then. But it goes back to show what a successful draft the Mavs had because we were talking about Tyrell Terry, you know, being up there for the 18th pick, and the Mavs got him at 31, and then you got Tyler Bay with 36, and you didn't even have that pick when draft night started. So, and then you also get Josh Green in it, you know, like a, in, along with those guys. So, I think that this just highlights how good the Mavs draft was. But I thought that was interesting that CG Smalls was so close to getting the draft exactly congrats to you bro that's pretty cool um but i think it is like you said i think it's another reminder of how so many you know draft guide people had tyrell terry so much higher than 31 i mean kevin o'connor at the ringer had him as his eighth overall prospect in the draft and he goes 31 so obviously nba teams passed on him uh but to get him at 31 yeah, could be a, a steal we look back on for a while. We have a ton of other questions, so we'll be getting to these You know, as the shows continue to go on. There's just been so much news that we've been trying to fit all of it into these podcasts. So we'll get to your questions. Submit a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Put a question in it. We'll get to it at some point on the pod. I still have a bunch of them stacked up, even back from October, you know, a bunch from November. So if you're still out there saying, like, how did they not get to my question yet? We're getting there. We're, we're going to get there soon. So stick with us. All right, coming up. Let's get into some audio from Media Day. Josh Green talks about his, you know, the moment that he was drafted. It's really cool how he talks about the Mavericks and how reverential he was during the draft process. And then Willie Colley Stein has an incredible quote about the Mavericks and chemistry. And I think it just shows that this Mavericks team is, is something special. So we'll hear from Willie Colley Stein, Josh Green coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Oh, baby. Built Go. It's a new product from Built Bar. It's actually not the new one. They've had it for a while now. They have their new products that are the Bites, the Built Bites. They're like little, like, the size of those, like, you know, Snickers, like, fun size candy bars. So that's the new product. But this is still a really good one. If you have a mental or a physical wall and you need to just break your way through it, Built Go can get you there every single day. They're super easy in 1.5 ounce little packages. They're like the consistency of like a peanut butter or you know something like that. Maybe maybe more of like a organic peanut butter. Three delicious flavors. Speaking of which, peanut butter, honey, coconut, ch- you know, coconut chocolate, and then chocolate mint. They combine energy gel with collagen protein, so you get that protein that you need to you know to continue your day as well as the 
the energy gel, the caffeine to give you that boost. They will give you that. I probably need one right now trying to do this read. Go to builtgo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Builtgo. Let's go. All right, Isaac, let's get into some audio from Media Day. Media Day continues, by the way. It's just it's a media week, media two weeks now. <laughs> what day are we on with this? Here, let's hear from Josh Green first. So we've talked a little bit about Josh Green. Mavericks drafted him, and he spoke to the media. He's seemed like a very polished media person, by the way. The way that he was answering questions, yeah. and he had very succinct answers and didn't really say things, but also said things at the same time. And yeah, but he was just, he was very well prepared for questions, and he was still kind of in draft mode. But this is Josh Green talking about his moment joining the Mavs and what that felt like. And the question came from uh, Dana Larson, Fox Sports Southwest, and she asked him, "Can you you know can you talk about your you know the moment you you got there, or can you talk about your reaction?" And he he misinterprets what she says, and I thought the beginning of this was kind of funny. Did, did you say to re- reenact it or recall it? Oh, no, just, okay. just tell us what it was like. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if I can react to it for you. Uh, no, it was awesome, you know, Coach. I got a call, you know, I, I got a call from my agents at like the 16th or 17th pick, and, you know, the, the Mavs are being a team, which, you know, I, I've been on my my agents, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, no, you know, what are the Mavs thinking, you know, where are their heads at? So, you know, for me, when I got that call at the 16th, 17th pick, and, um, my heart was beating like crazy, and when they uh, told me that the Mavs were going to pick me, you know, it's one of those feelings. I was I was so shocked. You know, it's something you dreamed of doing your whole entire life, and to be able to come to an amazing program like this, you know, it was, it was something I, I really couldn't even explain. You know, I was I was very starstruck. Someone really forcefully went through that door at the end there. Did you hear that? I was like, <laughs> someone just slammed through that door. Well, we've kind of heard this from him before, but what did you think about? Josh Green and how he just really wanted to go to the Mavericks. Like he was asking about them before the draft and he was excited to come to the Mavericks. And I think that's always a positive when you've got a guy that actually wants to go to your franchise. I mean, I think it's a positive in general when you have um, players that are part of your team that want to be a part of your team and they're not, you know, wanting to be a part of other teams or Um, or wanting to be somewhere else, you know, and that they want to be in training camp and, you know, that they play for a team in Texas that, you know, they want to be a part of. And, uh, Josh, and don't Green's try to get their <laughs> friends traded for other friends that maybe are better friends. That... Uh, but no, I, I thought that was really cool. Just hearing him say that he was like asking his agents, like, all right, where's the map? You know, checking in. He was like, check. He wanted to be a Maverick so bad. He was checking in, like, what's Dallas thinking right now? And, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought that was really cool. He seems like a really awesome guy. Yeah, he seems like a great addition. Another like Mavs culture guy, it seems like, right? That guy comes yeah. in, he's going to be a solid guy to work with people and um, you know, just enjoy basketball and have fun and I think that that was great. So, I thought that was cool from Josh Green. Wasn't really a ton else from his media day to be honest. Um, a lot of questions about Christmas Day game. I don't know what's going on with media, but that seems to be the <laughs> that seems to be the trend. He talked about his first game that he got to um you know, go to uh, in the NBA was to see LeBron and Kobe uh, play on Christmas Day. I thought that was really cool. Him talking about him and you know, or that game and Kobe and stuff. But uh, I'm excited for him. I think um, I want to see what his role looks like on this team. I think we have some vets 
Um, you know, a guy like Josh Richardson plays like a similar position uh, as Josh Green that I think can really plug into him. And uh, he had a great Instagram uh, post today <laughs> of uh, him next to Boban. And the angle made it look worse than it was, but uh, he was joking that he looked 5'5". Five, five and uh, yeah, he just already seems like he's fitting great with Dallas. Yeah, that seemed like one of those, you know, like... The self-deprecation is kind of a Mavericks thing, right? Dirk kind of left this legacy of like self-deprecation, self-deprecating humor, and he kind of fits right into that. We've seen, you know, Luca do crazy things like that. Porzingis, it's like, you know, it's kind of a, a thing now for the Mavericks, which I think is is really cool. Part of Dirk's legacy, it, it his legacy is vast and covers so many other aspects, but that's one of them that I think is pretty cool one. All right. This is Willie Colleystein answering a question about fans. If there's going to be no fans, and how do you feel about not playing in front of fans and all that? And I don't really care about that answer. But the end, where he starts talking about the Mavericks and their chemistry, I think is so important and is really cool. And I, this is what I want to hear from Willie Colleystein. The fans is such a big part of you know the, the the atmosphere of a game. Anyways, that is you know it's going to be weird any any way you put it. Of, even if the, the gyms weren't big and there was nobody in there, you would, it would still be weird just because, like, you know, I feel like 60% of the game is the, the fans' uh, energy that's bringing. So, like, you know, having to come into a game and, and as your collective group bring your own energy to, like, you know, thrive in those moments is um, it's, it's a challenge in itself. But, like, with this group, it's, it's, it's fun because, like, you know, you know, everybody on this group, like, we got like five people on this group that's the biggest kids um and they make the, they make the practices fun they make everything fun so um i just i, I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a good season of, of just for for us as a group it's going to be fun um regardless if there's fans in there or not we're going to bring the energy of what we got to do <laughs> i love what he said five of these players on this team are like the biggest kids right okay so that's luca bobon Maxi has proven a little bit to be, you know, kind of a big kid. Is there anybody else that sticks out as like a big kid, like personality? Brunson a little bit? Yeah, I can see Brunson. I'm trying to rack my brain on um, who else he could be talking about. Maybe it's just that Luca and Boban and their personalities are just so big that it seems like it's more than that. But I thought yeah. that, that was so important, right? That you can see the chemistry in this team. That was a big thing we mentioned in the bubble that was, you know, helping them win, that was helping them become a better team it was helping them you know like win games win basketball games their chemistry and it's continued over to the next season it's continued to be you know a thing and if you keep a core together your chemistry can get better and so that was one of the big reasons why you know the Mavericks signed a lot of these guys in multi-year deals and the Mavericks wanted to keep some of these guys around and didn't trade guys like Maxi and Boban and you know Dorian and guys like that and so I Oh, JJ is one of the one of the kids as well. That's definitely yeah, he's sure, definitely yeah. one of them. JJ Barea. Yeah, we have to we have to mention now. There's two JJs on the team <laughs> after Tyler Bay called <laughs> Tyler Bay called James, James Johnson Bay, uh, JJ the other day. That threw me off. But yeah, I thought that the chemistry thing. I I don't think we can talk about that enough as being something really important for this Mavericks team. And Luca brings chemistry, and I can't help but con- contrast it with what's going on in Houston, right? And we compare Even James the Clippers and the Clippers. We compare we compare James Harden with Luca all the time on the court, but the off the court stuff is just so different. J- James Harden is just not the same personality that Luca is. You know, Paul George and Kawhi are not the same personalities that Luca is. Uh, 
LeBron maybe is that kind of guy we've seen, especially early in Cleveland days. Remember they used to do the bowling like photo thing that they used to do, yeah. and like every single game they would that. start with I, stuff like that. I think, uh, and this is n- not to take anything away from Luca because Luca is amazing. He seems like a great chemistry guy, but it's also super young in his career. Paul George, James Harden, you know these guys have been in the league for a while. They've kind of established them, you know, themselves in the league as this like. They're you know they're vets for the most part, so I think it I think it is easier for rookies to for team chemistry stuff. What does it look like you know when Luke has been in the league for ten years? I'd hope that it still looks the same team chemistry wise, but it it could be a little different. But we've already talked about Luca being the guy that reached out to Tyrell Terry right on draft night, yeah, and the yeah, guy yeah. that reaches out to those people. We've heard. You know, we've heard players, I can't remember who exactly said this, but Luca was the guy bringing everyone together during in the bubble to play games, bubble, and yeah. to do all that kind of stuff. Like we've seen things from Luca already and him become the, the leader and I think that that's really important and it's, you know, there is a difference in the timeline of their careers from a, a Harden or a Kawhi or a, you know, Paul George, but it's an indictment on those guys that the chemistry is not good on their team. It's yes. extra credit for Luca at his, his point at the point in his career, right? And yeah. you know that'll change once Luca becomes like a ten year vet, and then all of a sudden we're saying, well, why is this chemistry bad? If Luca, you know, if, if it is, and you know, what is Luca doing to to affect the chemistry and blah blah blah? And hopefully, it's and the same. Got, yeah, well, he's got somebody like Dirk that I mean, he, I mean, look modeled at this guy. It. I mean, yeah, modeled it until his last game in Dallas. So, uh, I yeah, for them carrying over that. I mean, if you had to pick a hand out a team chemistry award in the bubble, if they did these superlative awards, like. Like it was a high school yearbook or something. Uh, I feel like the Mavericks would have gotten the team chemistry. They give it to a team instead Uh, of a player. (laughs) Yes, yes, they give it to a team, and I feel like the Mavericks could have gotten that. And I think for them, it's like, how can we carry that over from the bubble to the regular season with this group of guys? And uh, yeah, they seem like a lot of fun. Absolutely. So thought that that was a good quote. It's very telling, and hopefully, uh, it helps us get to know this Mavericks team better. And we, you know. Understand that this team, their chemistry is going to continue, and they're going to need it this year, especially with guys are going to be missing a bunch of games due to COVID and you know things like that. Hopefully, they're not, but we assume that a lot of them are going to injuries, maybe, and they're going to have to you know play well together and you know be a cohesive group, all seventeen of them, whoever makes the roster. So, all right, tomorrow we're going to get into some more. There's some more media day stuff. Carlisle's talking again. Tyrell Terry's talking, and so we'll get some audio for you guys on that. We'll hear from them. And uh, we'll be back every single day. If you're part of the Raccoon Squad, listen every single day on Lockdown Mavericks. Peace out. Boom. Luca. I love you. I know.